Jaya Gopi Jana Balava Jaya Giri Varadhare Jaya Giri Varadhare Jaya Gopi Jana Balava Jaya Gopi Jana Balava Jaya Giri Varadhari Jaya Gunja Vihari Gopi Jana Jaya Shodhanandana Jaya Bhajajana Ranjana Jaya Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Kunjabihare Jaya Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunjabihari Jaya Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Kunja Bihare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhu Pada, Jaya Prabhu Pada, Prabhu Pada, Shila Prabhu Pada. Prabhu pa, Prabhu pa, Prabhu pa, Jaya Prabhu pa. Guprimanandi, Jaya Vishnupat Paramahansa Paribracharya Sutra Sasmi Zvain Grace, I see Bhakti Vedanta Samishal Prabhupada Ki. Viscon Vivdi Foundation Shashal Prabhupada Ki, Viscon Guru Vindhi Ki Jai. Go Premanandi, all go system of devotees, Hare Krishna, all go system of devotees, Hare Krishna, all go system of devotees, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. This morning we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 7, Chapter 2, Text Number 59. Since Text Number 59 is not having any purpose, so we'll do 59 slok and translation, and then we'll move to Text Number 60. So you can repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayam Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudiriyaye Nasta Prayesu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavata Mittama Sloke Bhaktir Bhaviti Naistuki So the text number 59, the chapter entitled is Hiranyakashipu, the king of the demons. You can repeat after me. Yama Eta Upakyayaya Tatra Vaitandriyat Hitayata Janatu hi suyanasya chakru 
सामपरायिकोपायता जनातायो हि सुजयनश्चक्रुयत्संपरा जनाश चक्रुयत्संपरायिनम प्लीज रिपीट
Suneyasyam What to what? Yama <coughs> Yamaraj in the form of a boy Eta This Upakyaya Instructing Tatra There Eva Indeed Anatarhiyatha disappeared. Gyanataya the relatives. He indeed. Suyanasya of King Suyajana. Chakru performed. Yat which is. Samparaikam, the funeral ceremony. Translation by Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. After instructing all the foolish relatives of Suyagna, Yamaraj in the form of a boy disappeared from their vision. Then the relatives of King Suyagna performed the ritualistic funeral ceremonies. So I'll just explain what the translation says, and then we'll move to the next text. Because there's no pepper here, so we'll move to the next text. He explains that uh, Srila Prabhupada in the translation is trying to explain that since we have been going through the process in the chapter 2, where Hinakashipu, the king of the demons, he has been showing all his demonic qualities, and in the early part of the chapter 2, like if you have been hearing the class, so if you want to read back again. It's like, shows so much demonic qualities of demons, like Hiranyakashipu is like really manifesting his qualities. So after that, then basically Yamaraj has to speak. So Yamaraj was instructing of foolish relatives of Suyagyana, Yamaraj in the form of a boy disappeared from their vision. Then the relatives of King Suyagna performed the ritualistic funeral ceremonies. So we'll move to the next one, which is text number 60. Atha sochata mayuyam param chatmanam evacha ka atma ka paro vaktra suya prakra evacha va suya prabhani veshena yag vina nena dihinam. Translation. Therefore, none of you should be aggrieved for the loss of the body, whether your own or those of others. Only in ignorance does one make bodily distinction, thinking, who am I, who are the others, what is mine, and what is for others. Pepper. In this material world, the conception of self-preservation is the first law of nature. According to this conception, one should be interested in his personal safety and should then consider society, friendship, love, nationality, community and so on, which have all the development because of the bodily conception of life and a lack of knowledge of the spirit soul. This is called Agyana.
As a human society is in darkness and ignorance, men will continue to make huge arrangements in the bodily conception of life. This is described by Prahlad Maharaj as Bharam. In the material conception, modern civilization makes enormous arrangements for huge roads, houses, mills, factories, and this man's conception of advancement of civilization. People do not know, however, that any time they have they themselves may be kicked out of the scene and forced to accept bodies that have nothing to do with these enormous houses, places, roads and automobiles. Therefore, when Arjun was thinking in terms of his bodily relationship with his kinsman, Krishna immediately chastised him, saying, Kutastvam Kashmalam idam vimashmates sampashitam artham jugishtam. This bodily conception of life is benefiting the Aryas and non Aryas and who are not advanced in knowledge. An Aryan civilization is the civilization advanced in spiritual knowledge. Not merely by stamping oneself as an Aryan does one become an Aryan. To keep oneself in the deepest dark concerning spiritual knowledge and at the same time claim to be an Aryan is not Aryan position. In this connection, Srila Madhvacharya quotes as follows from Brahma's Vaitarya Puran. Ka atma ka para iti deha upakshaya nahi dhare atma sayam nachara satru detam ato dhaihikta virtayo va kashyaye Kashye vakim parayo yoyanam Yastu deha gato jiva na sahinasyam nagachiti Tata satru viturcha sviv Svanashi soya kutaya Dehati vrityakito tu jivanashopati jana Atma vidastu vyasu deva rathasita saturas nadus tata jnanam nasho naya katachana. The paper is that as long as we in, him, in this human form of body, our duty is to understand the soul within the body. The body is not self, we are different from the body. Therefore, there is no question of friends, enemies or responsibilities in terms of bodily conception of life. One should not be very anxious about the bodies changing from childhood to boyhood and from boyhood to old age and then apprehend to annihilation. Rather, one should be very seriously concerned about soul within the body and how to realize the soul from the material clutches. The living entity within the body is never annihilated. Therefore, one should surely know that whether one has many friends or many enemies, his friends cannot help him and his enemies cannot do any harm. One should know that he is the spirit soul, Aham Brahmasmi. And that constitution position of the soul is unaffected by the changes of the body. In all circumstances, everyone as a spirit soul must be a devotee of Lord Vishnu, should not be concerned with bodily relationships. 
whether with friends or with enemies. One should know that neither we ourselves nor our enemies in the bodily conception of life are ever killed. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshir Minitam Tasmai Shri Guruve Shri Chaitanya Manovistam Sapitamena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Sri Jitapadakamnam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Shagrajatam Sahagana Raganatham Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakam Vitamsha he Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Jayatam Shruto Pango Mamamandir Matirgati Matsarvasa Padam Bojo Radha Madana Mohano Tapta Kanchana Gaurange Radhe Vinda Vaneshwari Vrishivana Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shivasadi Gorabhakta Binda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Namam Vishnu Padai Krishna Pastai Bhutalashimati Tamal Krishna Gosamitanam Namam Vishnu Padai Krishna Pastai Bhutalashimati Bhakti Vedanta Samitanam Namastas Kauravani Pasani Vishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishishish
what she does is her eating habits changes, her basic regular duties has to change. In devotional platform, devotees start to, like when, when I'm a grihastha, I've got three kids. So when my wife was having, she was conceiving baby, so what we basically start to become more conscious, we were re having Bhagavad Gita readings every day. We were more concerned that the boy or girl who's coming has to be, you know, guided from the birth, it's like Prahlad Maharaj. So we were like safety concern. At our home, we, we have got Bhagavad Gita recitation going on, and that time it was more louder. I mean, we have it 24-7, it's been going on for two, three decades now. So we have re continuous recitation. So like, why do we do? Because Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada says that in temples, like Bhagavad Gita should be recited. If you read from the early past times of Srila Prabhupada, he says that Bhagavad Gita should be recited. Because when you continuously, like myself, whenever I, like sometimes you are not consciously listening, you are just hearing because it's just playing. And you continuously listen, 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 and a time comes that the, those locus, those words of translations just repeats on your mind. As soon as that first sloka comes, it just comes. So by continuously hearing, you develop that taste. So here Srila Prabhupada is, is like, he's giving the personal safety. So safety for us in Krishna consciousness is through what? First thing is through hearing. So when when mom is there, she wants, she wants the baby to be protected. She is very careful when she walks, takes the step very slowly so that she doesn't fall towards her tummy, it doesn't get in. So these are like safeties for mom. But when the kid is born, they always surround with, the, you know, like in a baby cot, they put those cages so that the baby doesn't fall. And as the baby grows, they put all those cages around the house so that they don't go up and fall down from the top and all those things for the kid. But as we grow older, our parents give us all the safety, uh, you know, like how to drive, how to be careful. And but as we grow older more, we start to have insurance on us, so that the safety is a big concern in the society. When you go to work place, when you go to work place, like in the trade industries, in the commercial or construction industries, safety is a big issue. Like everyone wants to be saved, they don't want to be injured or anything. So that's what Prabhupada is saying, that, that we want safety in the society, then friendships. We want to have a lot of friendships and love the nationality. You know, like most of us here, whenever the Indians, they greet, they say, Jai Hind. You know, I listen to it like in Krishna consciousness, that doesn't mean anything. Jai Hind means like, I love my nation. You know, I love my country. I love India. You know, and Australians, they've got their own national anthems, and other countries, they have their own national anthems. So, Prabhupada says, yeah, love nationality. We have our skin disease. I'm Australian, or I'm, I'm Aborigines, or I'm American, I'm this, I'm Indian, I'm this, or African, whatever. So, this is very, very big attachments we have for the love to the nation and also to the community. Like, sometimes people have like a lot of community consciousness. 
Like they want to go and do some voluntary service to the community, just go and pick up some rubbishes, go and do some, some kind of service to just to be part of the community. If you see people there, they have events, they organize like, you know, the social gatherings for, ma for, for families just to be part of the community, like St. Kilda, like we just recently had in a few days ago for Ratyatra. There was like a community event for St. Kilda, but of course, whole Melbourne got involved. But it's like a community thing. So as we progress further, we'll understand how Prabhupada is explaining who am I, who are others, what is mine, and what is for others. So we are building up that process. And as we go further, Srila Prabhupada explains that the bodily conception of life and lack of knowledge of spirit soul. This is all basically bodily identifications, you know, like we, we go out, we see like mostly like people are so identifying with their body that I'm this body, I'm, I'm so and so. Now the recent new, new generation stuff has come up with, with, you know, there's no he or she, there's they, you know, the, the, there's no, you know, like, you know, I don't want to be too political, but like, you know, just as a general concept going on for rainbow. I'm from Sydney, so every Friday we go out on Harinam. Last week Friday we were on the city, we were doing Harinams, and that Friday really made my eyes get, oh my God, what's happening here? You know? Everywhere you see is just rainbow, 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 rainbow pride, rainbow this, you know, everyone is, you know, everyone has to respect us, written in big, big posters, everywhere you just see, everywhere is just rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. You, you know what rainbow flag is, you know, it's for the LGB group. So they've got that special flag. So everywhere in Sydney, the flags on the big, big power posts, everywhere it was rainbow pride. I mean, with due respect, they need some respect, but this is what Srila Prabhupada is saying. Because of lack of knowledge, they, they just want some identification. It's a matter of identification. Otherwise, if you see from the spirit platform, you're not male, you're not female, you're not Prabhu, you're not Mataji, you're just a spirit soul, or just a jiva. So why do we have to identify? Because we just want to get some kind of taste of our body. So Srila Prabhupada explains that this is called Ajnana, because of lack of knowledge. And as human society is in darkness, and then they will, what will they will do? They will push to make a lot of arrangements to enjoy. Like, a common example is, like if you see, I mean there's so many things, but I'll just speak about a moto, automobile, a car. We were driving cars back in, whatever time, but from my time I've been driving since 80s. I used to drive manual, simple, old car, no power steering, nothing, winding windows, no power, no power steering, nothing, no power windows, like standard windows, and the beat, seat belts were not retractable, they were like you have to pull and put it, it used to just stay on the corner like olden 70s cars and 80s cars, you know? And manual, just standard features. The steering used to be thin, like very thin. And the gears were like long stick coming out. Those are the cars I was driving. And then after that, as time went, technology went, the gears became smaller, steering became bigger, power steering came in, mirrors became powerful. 
Then after that, automatic cars came in, technology kept on advancing, then power, you know, smartphones came, I mean, smartphones got Bluetooth convertibles, everything became your wipers, you don't need to turn the wipers on, you don't need to turn the lights on, so technology kept on advancing. So the cars became more powerful, higher horsepower, like always Kadamakan Amara says, they got this H HP from where? Because we used to ride horses before. So from the horsepower, they moved to the car horsepower. So they're going to say, oh, what's your car speed? It's four, uh, 300 horsepower. Why did they got horsepower? It's from that horses, because we used to ride horses before. So one time he was giving class in Sydney, he was saying that. So I, was, I thought, wow, it's a good point, you know, Mara said it. So how the concept came from where the origins are. So what I'm coming to is like, you know, like we, we, we trying to make our modern civilization so powerful. Now the cars are like, you know, high gadgets. It's like a semi-aeroplanes. There's so many futures like power car now. And I, I'm in a car detailing business. That's my business. So I see the development in the last 20 years, how the cars have progressed. And I, I see all the futures and everything. I mean, like a new, I mean, and old people will find very difficult to drive the new cars these days because it's so complicated. It's so complicated. It's like not a simple car, just sit down and start. You need to press this button, that. You need to turn an air condition on, it's like a button. You have to go this, if in a Tesla, you have to go three, four buttons to get that. So we are getting more complicated, but we are th thinking that we are advancing. Like the mobile phones, back in those days, which were digital, two, three buttons. Hare Krishna Prabhu, yes, I'm coming to temple, bus, that's it. Now, half the time you have to scroll through and this WhatsApp, that, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. So many things have become complicated. So this is where Srila Prabhupada is saying, coming back to the point, modern civilization makes enormous arrangements, like, you know, back in those days, these technologies were less. So Prabhupada is saying through what he saw in America, huge roads, big, big houses, mills, factories, and man's conception of advancement is civilization. That's what we think that we are civilizing. By getting all these things, advancement, we are getting three car lanes to five lanes, motorways and everything. We are trying to get this conception so that faster life and materially we are advancing. Like I, in, in Sydney, life is very fast, very, very fast compared to Melbourne. When I come to Melbourne, it's like you have to slow down your brain, you have to slow down your thinking speed, and you have to slow down your concept of walking here. It's completely different. You, you get into the city, bang, people are just rushing. You can't catch them. You just can't. Everyone is just rushing because that's what modern civilization is doing. And people are getting more frustrated with them. I came to Melbourne, I feel more sattvic here. It's more goodness here because people are more relaxed here. They have more time to accept. We went to Harinam last night in the city. We, we saw in Melbourne City, and we saw like people were just like accepting the holy name. They were just waiting as if they were coming, you know, to just, we were, they were waiting for the Harinam party to come. So, this is how the modern civilization is doing. And now, Srila Prabhupada is coming back to the time. That they don't know that we have limited time. We all have very limited time. Limited time in the sense of we have short time with this body and 
basically a human in, being in Kaliuga can maximum stay around an average of 100 years, but now with this pandemic recently, people have seen that we can't even live anytime. A lot of my customers, whenever I meet them, they say that, uh, might we need to enjoy our life now. Forget about now saving money and forget about big, big plans to make houses and make investment properties and now forget it. Since last, after the pandemic, I have been receiving hundreds and hundreds of calls, more based on boats, detailing, caravan detailing, motorhome detailings, and all those. Although my business does that, but because of lack of shortage of staff, I have to just say, sorry, I'm not doing that. But every week I get like more like about five or six cars, or, or sorry, caravans and those, because why? People want to get out. They just want to go explore, because since we didn't have this chance to travel, so people were traveling around Australia. So to travel around Australia, you need caravans or motorhomes or if you're on the water, you need boat. So people just crazy, they want to get it clean and they want to go. And I was just watching, you know, like people are like, you know, they're getting frustrated with this pandemic. And the only option for them is to go and enjoy, get out, because they know the life is very short. A lot of my customers say, might, life is short, enjoy as much as you can. So in Krishna consciousness, we say, we have short life, do your bhakti very seriously. We have a different aspect. I mean, like we, we approach Krishna consciousness through Krishna consciousness way. We don't go and start buying big, big stuffs to enjoy, but we utilize our body into Krishna's service. If you have been relaxed, get it a bit more, because pandemic has given us the warning. Anyone can get warning anytime. And if that doesn't touch you, then we have had like recently so many sannyasis and gurus and devotees and they just leave the body, either through material disease or some concept of thing happens and the, then the person has to leave the body. So, now Prabhupada is explaining that our concept of thinking is we have nothing to do with this body. We have nothing to do with these places. I'm not attached to this city. I'm not attached to this country. I'm not attached to Srila Prabhupada's experience, roads and automobiles. Ah, why, how people drive these days, you know, they don't have motorways, they don't have these, they don't have that, you know, like, we, we don't go with that. We just go with whatever the flow is. Even Srila Prabhupada explains that even Arjun was thinking in the bodily concept. Arjun was thinking of relationship with his kinsmen in chapter 2, where Arjun, I mean chapter 1, where he's putting of Bhagavad Gita, when he's putting all the uh, counter arguments with Krishna that, oh, I got my grandfather, I got my you know, relatives here, I got my guru, my, my, my mentors and everyone. How can I kill them? I can't. That's when in chapter 2 of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna chastised him, saying, Kutasva kasmadam idam viveshvam samvopashata anartapashtam. The bodily concept of life is to 
thinking that we are Aryans and non-Aryans and we are not in the advance in knowledge. So we are trying to, Sri Prabhupada explains that we are trying to see that we are related to this particular person or body or what. In advancement stage, we shouldn't be that attached to it. One time I was listening to my Guru Maharaj's class, who's my Guru Maharaj, he's all in a Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj. So I was listening to a class of his, my Gurudev, and he was explaining that, for example, if we are outside and our kids are there and the mom is there, and the kid, there were few children, they run on the road, for example, they go on the dunk street. There may be about four or five kids, but when the mom comes, she's standing there and watching, and as soon as there is a car coming very high speed, what will she do? She will definitely run to protect the kids. But whom will she go first? The own kid, isn't it? She will try to save her own kid. So similarly, Prabhupada is explaining, my Gurudev was explaining, we are so attached, we're not gonna, maybe there's four or five, we will first see our bacha, mera beta or mera beti, isn't it? Oh, I have to save him. Then you'll think about others. Okay, once he's saved, then you'll go and try and protect. But the first concept of your running will be because of your kid. To save your kid. Oh, my kid is there. Oh, my God, run. So that's a body conception. But if they, there is no one who is related to you there, you will try and go and protect. You will try and save as much as you. But if there is your kid there, you'll give fresh pride to your kid. So in transcendental position point of view, Srila Prabhupada and Gurudev was to say, Krishna does the same to us. When we are in trouble and there's more materialistic people in trouble, Krishna will just come and protect us first. He will give us protection. So in, in concept of that, Krishna is also attached to our devotees. Krishna is also very, very, you know, like taking care of the devotees on every aspect. Krishna wants to be with the devotees in meditation and in the concept of also with the, uh, through meditation and chanting and everything. So moving forward, Srila Prabhupada explains the body is not self and we are identifying the body. Therefore, the no questions of enemies are responsible in terms of cons So. As Prabhupada explains that in this time we go from boyhood, childhood to boyhood, from boyhood to old age, and then we die. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada explains that we should be very serious in our bhakti. If we are serious in our bhakti, if we are serious with our uh, our process, then the friendship cannot harm you, the enemies cannot harm you, and other prakriti means devi, you know, adibhautik, adidevik, adhyatmik, all those processes won't harm you. I have learned in Krishna consciousness, one thing is uh, when our process, like we have when we come to Krishna Consciousness, um, I mean, as soon as we get in touch with the devotees or through books of Srila Prabhupada, then we start reading 
and or through association of devotees, we start coming to temple, we get attracted to temple, kirtans, chanting, prasadam, association, deities, temple atmosphere, programs, many things attracts us in the beginning. But as, as time goes, then we start to strictly follow the process, which is the four regulative principles. We start to accept those things in our life because we want to become more serious. Then, of course, with the four regulative principles, we start chanting 16 rounds. We start with one, two, three, and then we progress. And then we learn all these offenses while chanting. Then, while, then we take initiation. We, we accept Srila Prabhupada is our first Param Guru, then we accept our own Guru who is disciple of Srila Prabhupada or grand disciple of Srila Prabhupada. Then we progress slowly. But as we progress after so many years, like I've seen, when in the initial stages of Kriya Krishna consciousness, anyone's, even mine too, the Krishna consciousness is very, very tasty. Everything is very positive. You come to the temple, you look at the devotees, you think, I'm the most fallen here. You know, like these people are so good. When I was like a kid, I used to go to temple with my parents. I had that feeling. Like I used to go to temple and there was like three, four brahmacharis, they used to play mirdanga, we used to, the similar mirdanga, the similar karana, mirdanga, the orange color. I still have that picture in my head, 1984, 85, 86, that time. Devotees used to play and I used to admire, it, they used to be my age boys back then. So I used to just admire them, you know, like, wow, they're so good, you know, they're playing and singing and doing kirtans in the Guru Puja and I was fired up, you know, like I, was, I used to admire that. I said, one day I should be like that too. <laughs> That's what we see, you know, in the in initial stages of our Krishna consciousness. We, every, we see everyone as Paramhamsa and we are the most fallen. But that should be the concept throughout the life. But as we become Krishna conscious, we get into the system. Then the next part of the rocking starts of the Krishna consciousness. The first part is the most hardest for the materialistic people, but some, you know, some people come out of it, which are devotees, Krishna conscious devotees. And then as soon as, you know, like, Bhavunam, Janmanam, Ante, Gyan, Maam, Prabhupada, after many, many, many years of birth, we get to know the name of the holy name of Krishna. And then we start accepting Krishna consciousness, which is through the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. But as we get in, then we start to know each other, then, then, then the first offense starts. We may avoid the eight of nine other offenses, but the first offense, we never leave it. To blaspheme and criticize devotees, those dedicated the life in the propagating the holy names of the Lord. We keep doing with this, we say it, say it, and then as we go, and then our concept comes, we may forget after sometimes that we don't blaspheme, we just appreciate what's happening. But then the next thing builds up in us, which is Prabhupada was explaining in the previous text. Mind, intelligence, and what's the third thing? Sorry? That's right, false ego. In the previous chapters, we were explained. Mind, intelligence, and false ego. Then our mind starts playing that, uh-oh, why not me, why him? Why not she? Why not he? You know, like we start to identify. And then those intelligence starts to kick in, and then the ego. It says the two E never leaves us. 
What is those two? E. The, the letter E. E for elephant. Can, can anyone say? Till, the, till our last breath, the double E never leaves us. It stays with us. We may, we may, we may get bhav, we may get bhakti, but those two E never leaves us. Two E. What are those two E? Can anyone say? That's right, it's ego. The other one is? It starts with E. That's right, envy. I was listening to many gurus' class. Even you name any, I mean like, I've been in Scorn for like 40 years now, plus. I've been seeing, I've been in each levels of devotional service, right from the beginning, to cooking, to cleaning, to kitchen service, Sunday service, DT service, Harinam service, every service is by mercy of Srila Gurudev and Srila Prabhupada. It's still going and I pray that I keep doing. But in each levels you see this ego and envy is there. Then you go into the DT room, you think all those brahmanas are very sattvic and very piva and they're doing, they're very conscious. Even that time too you'll see there's someone with ego and envy there too. You go into management, I've been in management too, you'll see that too. You go to really up management, you'll see, sometimes you'll see in guru levels too. Like looking at our scriptures, like you know, Ambrish Maharaj's story, Durvasha Muni, so powerful. None of us could even, even think about it, how powerful he was, but he was envious of Ambrish Maharaj. And that quality, the envy kills our bhakti. We just can't accept that person. You know, it comes to like, you know, bottleneck situation. You are in a bottle like, like this bottle. Our bhakti in the beginning is here. So we are floating around here. But as we advance, our bhakti goes, we think, oh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well, I'm advancing. But a time comes when the water has to flow through this fine tube. And that's when the ego and envy will be waiting for you. You have to be really careful at the ending point because they will never leave us. The ego and envy will be there. They will just somewhere there they come and touch us. But if we are humble and sincere, I'm not trying to make fear here, but I'm just trying to say that this is the process. That if we are humble, if we are more devotional, and following the orders of the spiritual master with your heart, not externally. From your heart you're doing it. And very sincerely, no matter, like I always, you know, like I always remember in my life, in my personal life, especially last 22, 25 years, I've been hammered by like so much material problems. And every time, like I had, in a, you know, like financial issue came, then kids were sick always, then that got okay, then business was flopping, then I had to redesign the business. I was nearly about to be bankrupt, but then by Guru and Krishna's mercy I got saved, and built up from there. Then time came, as soon as you start build, then a big accident happened that I was one year right off. And what to do? My hand was finished. Like if you see the hand is gone, like it's not straight. 
So I had a big accident because I was doing a catering in one of the big festivals in Sydney. It's called Pitt Streets. I was doing a catering and in the last trip my van tumbled. So we were like distributing. We distributed about 10,000 plates of prashadam, you know. So, so, um, and then I was disabled. I couldn't chant. I couldn't chant with my right hand. My right hand was finished right off. I play kirtan and do midanga playing. My midanga playing was gone. I'm an artist. I do artwork too. My artwork was finished. So I was just torturing myself. What? What did I do? Why? 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 And Krishna will test you. And since my Guru Maharaj was not physically present, then I, I became depressed because how am I going to chant now? How am I going to chant my Gayatri? So I wrote to Vedvyas Priya Maharaj and I said, Maharaj, what should I do? Can I chant with left hand? And Maharaj wrote in such a loving way. He said, the little wounded soldier of Srila Gurudev, you can chant with your left hand, no harm, just chant. So I was chanting with left hand, and as soon as I chanting, started chanting with left hand, I felt the initial days of my Krishna, when you first pick up the beat and you know you can't move, you are struggling, try it sometime, I mean it's offense to do with left hand, but you will remember. And that time I was remembering how it was in the first time when I was trying to lift my beats up, like you know, like, like you know, you, 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 you don't know how to move forward, like you know, like you, you're struggling, like you know how to hold because it falls. So it was happening with me on the left hand and I was thinking, yeah, 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 I remember now how I used to chant, you know, in the, in the right hand. So, so then, then, then I always remember the last sloka of Sisastakam, you know, either you embrace me or discarded me, or not even present before me, Krishna, I still love you. Devotees used to ask me, Sydney, how are you doing, Prabhu? I say, I always remember that prayers. Krishna is testing you now. Just remember that last sloka of Sisastakam. Sometimes situations will come and Krishna will shut off everything. There will be no air for you to breathe. He will still test you. Whether you're going to breathe, I mean, you can't breathe. And your main concept, coming back to the text here, because we are so attached to our body, we will start thinking, oh, if there's no air, what you can do? What is going to happen? What's going to happen? Like in the previous, I think in 42, 43 or 44 of the text, Prabhupada was explaining, we don't worry about breathing air. We don't even worry. We are in this closed room. There's no fresh air coming. Do we think of how we're going to breathe or not? That's Krishna's problem. We will breathe. That's demigod's problem, you know. Vayu, Vayu Devata's problem. But in Krishna consciousness, we, we still, when we join, we, we become very attached to things that how I'm going to manage things, you know, I have to make my future for my kids, future for my family. And we start getting too attached and then we're getting away from Krishna. So coming back to the point where Prabhupada is explaining in the beginning that we, start, we try and be very attached to our material things. What is mine, what is not mine, that is theirs, and what this is mine, so I need to grab it, I need to grab it, I have to get it. So, in, you know, in my personal experiences, this has happened. And then as soon as that got better, then few years, two, three years later, the Lord lets you breathe again, and then He puts you again inside the water. Then how are you going to breathe now? Then my... My, pers I mean, my personal situation, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. And then one year was again like troublesome, very much depressing. You know, when you go through those situations, you just, you just don't have, you know, like hope. No hope left. Now, as soon as you build somehow, Krishna just kills it. And then that happened. Then after that, you know, like one after the other, problems kept on coming, this problem, that problem. So in 
Then I had, when I went to India, then I had pneumonia. I was about to die. So I was in Vindavan and I was, couldn't breathe. I was like trying to breathe the air in the Vindavan and I was calling my wife that this, way, this air, I can't breathe. It's just too contaminated. Like, I mean, like it's too heavily, it's hard for me to breathe. And I was struggling. And as soon as I came to Sydney, the, an emergency took me to the hospital and they said, oh, mate, how did you travel to Sydney? You could have died in the plane. And they couldn't, I was in ICU for like three weeks because I had the maximum, like MRSA, there's in, English, in medical term, it's the one of the, like community contaminated diseases that happened. It's like pre-COVID, that time I had it. So, till now I'm having breathing issues, but it's, it's getting better. So Krishna will test you. He will not gonna leave us if, you know, like in this material. So only concept you have to, that time, because what happens is, as soon as this problems comes, devotee starts thinking, Oh my God, I came to Krishna consciousness, you know, like after so many lifetime after lifetime, I've become Krishna devotees. I should be like pardoned from all my mistakes. Why Krishna is so harsh? Why is he giving me these punishments? Ah, oh, forget it. Let's forget it. You know, let's get out of here. You know, like it's nothing different. So I'm getting more punished here than I was outside. If I was not a devotee, I was better. I was more happy, you know. <laughs> now I become devotee, I'm getting more punishment because his Krishna is purifying you. And always remember, like, you know, whichever shloka is making you inspired, but for me, the Sisastakam, you know, the last shloka kept on giving me strength. Krishna will give you a chance where he'll say, either you embrace me or you discard me. I will still love you, my Lord. I will still love you. So that's actually a love for Lord Krishna. Like, we do love our kids and they grow up and as do they grow up they sometimes like in the teenage stages they start becoming a bit aggressive and then when they become aggressive they want to become independent and then they start thinking of you know like you don't have to tell me I know what to do it stage comes and the parents face that and uh, gradually as time goes they want to move out they move out of the house, they want to stay independently, but the parents don't discard them. They still say, okay, they look from you from a distance. They still give you protection from the distance. The kids don't want to be now close to the parents, but they are being loved by parents by distance. So similarly, our Lord loves us like that. Sometimes we get angry and we want to get away from the Lord, but He still loves us, gives us protection. So main thing is we should give the reciprocation back in love. So, coming to the last point where Prabhupada is explaining that devotee and Vishnu should be, you know, like in bodily, we should give that friendship and the love to the Lord. I mean, my, my experience is that if, if you keep love in your life as the basic thing that I just want to love you, Lord, I just want to save you without any distinction, you'll be protected. Like I, I always had love for Radha Ballav and Shishi Radha Ballav. I came to Australia in 2001 from Fiji. I'm from Fiji and basically after traveling to India, I was going to India. So February 2001, I landed in, it was 2nd February. Yeah. I landed in Sydney Temple, then three days transit visa. Then I was going to India for a few months, like about six, eight months, I went to India. That was my graduation gift from my parents. 
So I wanted one year off to travel. It was my 21st and my graduation gift. So, so I traveled to Sydney and then went to Rashishirada Gopinath Temple, then stayed there for a few days, but didn't do any hands-on service, but just attended the programs and went to India. Then came back to Melbourne 2001 May, mid-May. Then I came, and that time the head pujari over here was Murari Chaitanya Prabhu. He's my godbrother, so I asked him if I could do some service. So he said, yes, please come. So I used to stay next to the kitchen. There was a building next to the kitchen, which was Temple's property. So I used to stay with two, bro two boys there, Narendishi Prabhu and Patita Pawan Prabhu. So I used to stay with them. So I started saving Shishigornitai with the Goranga Prabhu, no, Jagannath Prabhu. So I started saving Shishigornitai here, yeah, the big ones. And then I did say Radha Ballav, Shishi Radha Ballav too, Jagannath Baldev Subhadra too, back at that time. Till August I stayed, I attended Janmashmi here. And it was amazing to see how Melbourne's operation was. <laughs> I know it's still the same here, but it was amazing back then. There were more Western devotees back then, less Indian devotees. A lot of Western, like full-time, there were like about 15 or 20 brahmacharis. They used to dance in the kirtans like wildfire. We used to go city doing Harinams and book distribution, crossroads, crossways, sorry. And so I still remember the scene when I had to climb up that middle altar because, because of my height, the pujaris mostly are short, so I'm a bit taller. So every altar I go, I've, I'm a ladder or like a crane for most of them to do all the crane walk stuff, you know, <laughs> because of the height. So <laughs> I had to go up and there was a hard design. We, we made a hard design. Whether Priya Mataji was the decorating in charge that time. Kesha Prabhu's first five. So I went in the altar and we did that hard design. So you could see the darshan from here in the, through the hard design. So in the, all the three altars we did the heart and we put jasmines on the top because by then jasmine was uh, I mean available, August time. And during that time, we used to get 50 buckets of alauri ghee and all those, and it was like, wow, you know. That kitchen wasn't there. We used to cook inside the kitchen. So I used to cook rajbog here too. And one time, first, first experience was when I cooked rajbog, Narendra Prabhu was supposed to cook, but then what happened was he, he got busy. He asked me, Bhaji Govinda, can you go and cook? I said, sure, Prabhu. That was my like, first overseas experience to cook rajbog, and I, don't, I didn't know Melbourne, Lila, cooking Lila. <laughs> so I said, okay, how many coming? 10, 15? Prabhu, 200. I said, what? 200? It's like a Sunday feast. This is, this is every day here. <laughs> so I, to, I, I took a small pot to cool, cook dal, and he said, no, Prabhu, you have to cook for 200 people. So I cooked a big bucket, and then I, we went upstairs, and Aniruddha Prabhu was having lunch at that time, and he said, who cooked this? It tastes really nice. I mean, he appreciated that. So I really liked it, Mataji, Achintarupa Mataji was there too. So, and then I moved to Sydney, then Radha, Shishirada Gopinath took me in his laps and kept me there. <laughs> so since then I've been serving Shishirada Gopinath Temple, doing deity worship and Harinam services and other. 2001 September Radhashmi, I was in Radhashmi. So since then I was there. So a lot of pastimes with Radha Ballav. <laughs> Temple. So, anyone has any questions before we finish? Sure, Prabhu.
Shreyakur. Hare Krishna Prabhu. In the devotion service, how do we balance about um, spiritual side and uh, material. Uh, material thing? Like, just how do we sense that? My question is, how do we sense that? Are we cast? Are we in the correct path, or are we going? You know, like uh, the border. Some just uh, tips, you know, Prabhu. How sure, Prabhu. Yeah, this is a common thing with Grihastha ashrams that how we balance uh, our Grihastha ashram or if you're moving towards Grihastha ashram, how we balance it. The basic thing is not deteriorating with your vows, with your vows, the initiation vows we do and your chanting vows. We can't live like a brahmachari life when we are in Grihastha. Brahmachari life means, you know, like too strict with things. Brahmachari life means celibacy life means strictness. So we may not be strict with a lot of things. You have to balance things according practical situation. So for example, you can't be blowing your conch at 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes situations may be like last night we had a late Harinam, we came back and then we had a prasadam at Kaushalya Prabhu's house and by the time we finished it was 11.30 and I couldn't finish my rounds because yesterday was our Guru Maharaj's disappearance program. I got up early morning, I did Aarti, then we started cooking and then cooking and then we traveled to temple, then we started salvation. So I could only do my five or six rounds only in the morning, chanting. Whereas you should finish your rounds, I couldn't. So then after finishing the dinner last night, I went in my room and then finished my rounds. So you have to balance things according to time, place and circumstances. And with kids, don't be pushy to them. Pushy in the sense, set up example. Like what parents want to do is, they want their kids to be like Prahlad Maharaj, but they, don't, they want to be like Hiranyakashipu. You know, so don't be like that. You set examples and teach. Don't misguide them. You have to be there and you do it and ask them to do it with you. So that's the best way to do. You still have to push them, but in a right way that you set examples through. That's what we do at home. Don't expect too much from kids. Their time will come and they will become good. You just guide them basic chanting, reading a little bit and play. Bus. Let them enjoy their childhood. We must, we sometimes, parents, we sometimes forget that our kids are not Prahlad Maharaj. We want them to like memorize slogs, memorize books, books. We want them to act like an adult. They're not. If they are sitting here, like I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm not gonna, you know, do anything. But if a kid is here, they will play with these. They will do, like make noise or do this or that. That's natural. But after 15, 20 years, 15 years later, they won't do it. But we want them, them at the five years, they're not to behave like, the, you know, like a kid. Let them have their space. But guide them in Krishna. That's what happened to me. My parents guided them. They didn't let me spoil my childhood. My childhood was like, I was enjoying, I was climbing the tree or what, go to temple when I wanted to. Like, so the funny thing is when I first picked up the Srimad Bhagavatam, the first book I read, Srimad Bhagavatam, was Seventh Kento. And when I was told that I'm going to give class to the seventh canto, I was thinking, wow, <laughs> it's my first childhood pastime. I started reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, seventh canto. I didn't start from one. Then I realized, oh, I should read from one. But seventh canto, because I like Prahlad Maharaj's pastime, because he gives you a lot of devotional aspects, you know. But as, as father, spend time with them balancing. You have to be like smart, you have to walk through. It, it takes time, Prabhu, it takes time. 
You have to now balance your life in the sense of go and spend time with them in Mashrili too, take them out to the park, go with them for swimming, or I go bike riding with my kids, I go play soccer with them. But when temple come, comes, chalo, 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 let's go to temple. Then they will walk with you because they know that you are walking with them at their time. We, if we don't walk with their time and their stuff, they're not going to come in our time and our stuff, which is temple. So we have to balance it. You have to be with them. I go home and I sit down and I just play and draw some drawings with them. I play games with them and video games or whatever, comp Xbox and other things. Watch movies with them. Do everything. But in your heart, you have to know that you have to pull them towards Krishna consciousness. In Grihastha Ashram, you have to balance. But as the time progresses, when they grow up, they're independent, then you put your speed up. Just like when the airplane is taking off, the airplane, you know, when the plane comes from there and then comes to the runway, and then the pilot goes slowly and then puts the engine up, then he goes up. So that's the time when you're retired, like, you know, kids are grown up, then you speed up. Thank you, bro. Thanks. Thank you. Any more questions? Mataji? So, I mean, basically, Krishna consciousness is very unusual. Let them enjoy Krishna consciousness. Sometimes we make them feel disturbed. Krishna consciousness is very like my childhood, my parents never pushed me. They wanted me to just take it easy. You do your according to your time. And a time came when the kick comes in you. That's it. This is what I have to do. After a few years later, because the guidance was there. I mean, new, new generation kids, they have more, a lot more materialistic guidance. But we have to like balance those things. Yeah. You have to now study what they want to do. Like Srila Prabhupada, when he went to West, as soon as he went to West in 1965, till 1966, he didn't have any success in Krishna consciousness. Iskon got registered in 1966. But if you read Srila Prabhupada, Lila Mehta, what he was doing, early morning he used to go for a walk. He used to go to study the New York culture. He used to go and see what's happening in New York. Because I'm from Vrindavan, I'm from, Prabhupada was from Vrindavan and Del, you know, from Calcutta. He didn't have any idea what's happening in America, first time. An old man, what he knows. An Indian gentleman, those days TV and all those things wasn't popular. Internet wasn't there. So how is he going to know? So he went out, he used to go morning walks to see the cultures, see what's happening, see what's the environment like, see, see the mindsets of the people. Then come back and analyze things. How is he going to make Krishna consciousness appealing to this new generation. So that's what we have to apply in our life. How are we going to make Krishna consciousness appealing to everyone, to all this new generation? We have to become smart like that. Because this new generation kids is not like when we were kids. These kids are different. So you have to see how to guide them, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Grantraj Srimad Bhagatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Jai Gopramanandi, Hari Hari Bhavam.